you know, a lot of that is really on the educators in this space. That is the responsibility of the leaders in our market. And the reason that there is such an obsession with um, you know money and having a seven-figure, seven eight-figure, nine-figure, we're going to 10x stuff. We're going to scale, scale, scale. You know, specifically in the digital marketing industry, the reason it is that way is because nothing against Grant Cardone, but people like Grant, that is the message they're putting out there. So I think that's something that A, we all need to look at and something Ezra and I feel passionate about putting out a different message that allows people to measure themselves in a different way that more so reflects like, what is my gift? You know, we all have certain strengths, certain gifts. There is a reason we were attracted to entrepreneurship or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, so, you know, if, if you are in service of that and doing that, the money will come, right? And that feels good because you are fulfilling your purpose. But if the uh, obsession is always monetary, the fulfillment will never come. You will always be unfulfilled because you're optimizing for something that, um, you know, I, I mean, yes, money can buy you comforts. Money can get you out of uh, bad situations. Uh, money can definitely buy you distractions, but money can also be a huge distraction and it can be a huge stress. I know that as I've made more money in my life, it has become a bit more stressful in a way. And I know a lot of business owners that have been so obsessed with scale, 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 and then they get to that number, that place that, um, you know, that they've been shooting for that is the promised land as laid out by so many people. And they're even more unhappy than they were when their business was at a million dollars a year or $500,000 a year when times were a lot simpler and when they were able to be a, a lot leaner. So um, yeah, sorry, kind of went down a rabbit hole there, but no, I just feel really totally passionate good. about that because you know there's nothing wrong with making money. I'm not here to be like, woo, we shouldn't make money. And like, this is all <laughs> uh, about doing what you love. Like, no, sure. I love both sides of the coin. I just see um, the pendulum is very much swung in the other way right now. And I also, you know, as I said, that a huge responsibility. Uh, us as educators, we are very much responsible for uh, for that. So, yeah. it, well, it's true too. I mean, like, so I moved to, I, I was in British Columbia, Canada, which is like, let's go surfing. Let's, you know, it's wine country in Canada. It's all those sorts of things. I moved to Alberta, which is the third largest distributor of energy, oil. So we live, you know, we live out in a, in a uh, suburb of Edmonton, it's where like all the oil executives live. So we see these massive acreages. We see these massive mm. houses. We like, you know, 12,000, 15,000 square foot homes. Gorgeous, like absolutely gorgeous. But you know what's interesting is when I moved here, my, my sentiments have shifted in that, I, you know, because I think there's everybody grows up a little bit with this like, oh, man, it would be awesome to be able to afford that house and to do that whatever you want right the longer i live here and the more i focus on the culture of my organization the culture of my family what matters most focusing my attention and my energy my talents my capabilities on what i really believe matter most at first the, the maybe the hard thing that i think a lot of people 
you know, people that follow Gary Vee, people that follow Grant Cardone, people that follow, you know, all of the influencers out there. I think one of the, the hardest pieces of the whole puzzle is them as an individual admitting to themselves that, A, maybe I don't actually want to get to a point where I can buy a private jet. And then B, mm-hmm. that's okay. Yes. Right? And I've gotten to that point where I'm like, whoa, this is weird. I've only lived here for just shy of three years. And I went from, it would be so awesome to own a 15,000 square foot home to, you know what? If I'm making that kind of money, I would rather just have like a, a nice house that I'm stoked about. But then I want to, I want to, I want to do the, the Molly Pittman thing. I want to have a flat in Amsterdam. I want to have a flat in Copenhagen. Yes. Like I want to have these places yeah. that I could just go to and visit. Oh, you um, want experiences. I want experiences. And at first it was really difficult because I'm such a type A, like go, 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 go. I had to realize I'm never satisfied when I, when I get to that thing. Like, here's a perfect example. Um, I go from dealing with. Uh, uh, severe suicidal depression for the better part of a decade in my 20s to overcoming that, to learning how to deal with it, to focusing on positive, to shifting my mindset from the lack to gratitude, to abundance, to, you know, just being who I am today, coming out of that being like, there's so many things that I've talked myself out of doing that I'm now going to do, right? I've got this new revival. So I write a book where I'm pointing to my Napoleon Dynamite figure. I write a book. It becomes a number one bestseller, something that I never thought I would ever be able to achieve. And I skipped wow. right I skipped right past it. I was like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Great. Now on to the next thing. Like never satisfied yeah. with where you are. You know, to your point. I I'm resonate making, with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm making more money now than I ever thought I would make in my entire life. Um, mm-hmm. And, but I don't, I, there's something about me where it's funny, like Mike Myers talks about this in relation to his time on SNL, where he goes, I wish I would have just enjoyed it a little bit more when I was there because yes. I was always like, the next skit, the next skit's got to be funnier. Mm-hmm. I need some sort of feedback on how great this is. And, and then it's over. And then it's over and you're looking back and he goes, well, my biggest regret about SNL is that I just didn't stop for a minute and really enjoy what I was doing there. And so I see a lot of that in myself and I see, you know, I think a lot of people struggle with this as well, where they're like, oh, well, it's easy for Michael to say he operates four companies and they're successful and they're debt free and they're privately held and they're blah, 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 blah. And he's living life on his terms and he overcame mental illness and he, um, and it's like, well, no, like you have to just get to a point where you are okay admitting to yourself that what you really want in life does not align with what Gary Vee and Grant Cardone preach or even what maybe Michael mm-hmm. or Molly Pittman preach. Cause like Molly Pittman is, is like people go, well, holy crap. It is so awesome. Molly lives in Amsterdam. I'd love to live in Amsterdam. Okay. We'll do it. Cause like, that's what she did. <laughs> <laughs> she, she did it. She just did yeah. it. Yeah. Um, wow. I resonate with everything you just said. I actually have a book coming out in a few weeks called Click Happy. And Mm. it's kind of about this topic, actually. It's a little bit like what I wish someone would have handed me 10 years ago before I got in the industry. And a lot about just the huge opportunity uh, that 
there's still a huge opportunity online and people don't understand that. Like we're in such the early phases, but a lot of the book is about my experience in my career, as you were talking about, and um, lessons that I've learned. There's like sort of nine more life lessons that I've learned book. And, you know, I think what you said about enjoying the now, that is one of the biggest lessons I've learned in the last few years, because for me, it was always about the next step, like you said. And there is no place you're going to get, like I said earlier, where you're like, okay, I did it. You know, I mean, there are milestones along the way, but if you can appreciate the journey, like, for example, a big goal for me has been, of course, I take weekends and I take time off, but I want to get to a place where I love what I'm doing so much that I have an equal level of enthusiasm on a Monday as I do a Sunday, you know? <laughs> because that definitely hasn't been the case my whole life. And sure. so, you know, I'm pretty much there right now and that feels so good. So it's like, if you can, just like you would set a goal for wanting to grow a business to $20 million or whatever it is, just like you would set a goal and steps to achieve that, do that for ways that you want to feel. You know, something that Ezra Firestone, my business partner, we mentioned him earlier, you know, he, I don't have the exact quote, but he always says something to the effect of appreciating it, or you can't get to where you want to go if you don't appreciate what you have here and now. And it's so true. <laughs> and so, you know, practicing that um, and creating goals of, you know, I want to feel this way, not just I want to have this much money, but I want to feel a certain way or I want to show up like this in relationships or, you know, I want to feel like this when I'm working on a Sunday. I don't want to... Um, you know, I don't want to dread Monday coming. I don't want the Sunday scaries. If you can make those just as much of a priority, that's how you're able to have a truly rich life um, in all aspects.